All right, we are live. Welcome everyone to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Jacob Cooker, but my friends call me Cub and you should too. I hope you're having a fantastic afternoon so far. I'm going to get into talking about spirit orbs, ghost orbs, UFO orbs, alien orbs, and the history of them, what they are not telling you. Very important episode today. I did this episode the other day, but I got a whole new a whole new vibe about it, a whole new delivery that I just really wanted to redo. What's up, Jason? How are you doing? Um, and so it's really important to me to just um, kind of reapproach this entire episode um, from a from a fresh perspective, honestly. Uh, because the other day, um, it was a good episode, but um, it didn't hit the way I wanted it to. It just didn't have that pop, that oomph to it. By the way, you notice the microphone here. You can actually join the premium version of the podcast over on my website, cubcooker.com. You're going to get the highest quality audio, zero ads over there, as well as select extended episodes and bonuses as a patron supporter of my podcast. So you can go check it out over there. It's on my website, super easy to find, www.cubcooker.com. Thank you guys for being here today. So I want to talk about the history of orbs, uh, UFO uh, phenomena, if you will. Um, those those little weird orbs that we see floating around um, through time and space. Um, they've been talked about all through history, guys. It is... Um, unbelievable how much historical data there is on these things. Uh, everything from uh, pirate ships seeing them to uh, people traveling to uh, the new and old world, um, out on the oceans, out on the rivers, um, in the Scottish moors, um, at ancient historical and sacred sites, uh, literally all around the globe, all different cultures, all different representations talking about these type of things. Um, some of them are called uh, mystic orbs, mysterious orbs, energetic projections, um, ball lightning, UFO orbs, um, specter orbs, lots of different definitions of them. So uh, they're not all the same. And in fact, the, the episode I did the other day classifying them and looking into the differences between them was really a great place to go. Like if you're looking for more information on uh, what the different types of them are, that episode was was fantastic for that. And the only reason I'm doing this is because I wanted to give um, a little bit more clout to the story that I'm going to tell around this. So first off, we have a story here in Amarillo, Texas, about um, from the time my mom was younger, um, and I think I was in Sunday school class at the time or something, and this had been happening, this would have been in the 90s, I guess, um, and of course this is hearsay at this point, right? But I just, I think every town has a story like this. There were some kids out partying. They were out at a train track. There's a train coming. Perfect atmosphere. You guys can probably hear the train coming. Um, so that's not a sound effect. That's IRL. So that's hilarious that that's happening now. So they're out on the train track, they hear a train coming and they, they wanna move their car. The car won't start, they're freaking out. Why are they parked on the train tracks? I don't know. Um, but they finally get the car started and they're able to back up and get off the tracks. And as they back up, they see these orbs um, shoot down the train track. They don't even see a train at this point. They just hear it 
and they see these lights just right by these orbs streak by in the night sky like fire just like um, and then it busts out all the windows, right? Um, okay, so you may be going, oh, I have that story here in my town. Yeah, I think everybody has that story or some similar story. Uh, probably happened once somewhere, and now we have all these different versions of it, right? Um, so we don't know. We don't know exactly where the story comes from or what it is or if it was 100% true or expounded upon or... Did the one here in Amarillo, Texas actually happen? Maybe it did, maybe it didn't, we don't know. But it's a great example of, what's up Brandon, how are you doing? Grace, thanks for joining, Laura, thanks for being here. Uh, Laura's in Michigan, what is up Laura? Uh, 3EM, what is up, welcome. So as you guys jump on, um, like I said, I wanna talk about the orbs today and I really wanna talk about, first off, you can just go Google orb sightings throughout history find a ton of different data. Again, all different cultures, all different representations of these orbs. The story I wanna talk about today is the story of a farmer. If you heard this the other day, spoiler alert, you know what how the story ends. But if you didn't hear it the other day, not as many people watched that episode as I wanted to, uh, to just really, really drive home the point of what I'm talking about and the ramifications of how important this one story of paranormal orbs is to our history, our mythologies. Jason says you're in Pampa. What is up, Jason? Uh, Pampa is pretty rad, man. Uh, we take our dogs up there to the uh, water park every year for their water park at the end of the year. Uh, before they drain it, they let all the dogs come up for the fundraiser, so we always do that. Uh, so that's kind of the one time a year I get over to Pampa, so. Uh, Jason says, I've heard that story. Yeah, probably Pampa has that story too. We probably got that story over in Dalhart, uh, over here in Amarillo probably in Canyon, in Lubbock, Midland, Odessa. Um, again, like, is it because this is a real story? Does it happen that often? Maybe it does. I don't think we'll ever know because these things don't really make it to like big press, right? People go, oh, well, that's really weird. Oh, you were out partying. Like, okay, so there's the first sign. Like, um, you know, I think it gets written off because it oftentimes does happen with like teenagers who are out partying and God only knows what... Uh, else they were experiencing at the time that could cause, you know, paranormal phenomenon. Um, and we know here on this channel, all of that's connected anyway. So that's, that's a whole nother lesson, a whole nother uh, episode we'll do. Let's see, uh, Laura says it's in the 30s there today, a bit chilly. And then uh, Johan says, what is up from Iceland? Sweet, uh, nice. We got a global community here today, that is awesome. Um, let's see, Factory says, uh, Factory of Faith says, we are multi-dimensional, yes we are. Um, Jason says, I don't live there anymore, but that's where I grew up, awesome, awesome man. Um, yeah, it's a pretty cool area around here if you know, you know what to do. Um, if you just look at this area and um, you just live here, then I think it um, can feel boring to like someone growing up and oftentimes that's where a lot of these stories come out of. People looking for adventure, going out, partying, stuff like that. Uh, of course, I did the same thing when I was a youth. Uh, we would go and look for ghosts and look for haunted sites. And we would go to the river and all the stuff. And I mean, you know, we had a blast doing it, of course. But I never really experienced anything what I would call phenomenal. Uh, obviously, I love this kind of stuff. But I, it's not like I'm the one who's had all these experiences. I just like studying them, kind of um, decoding them to look at what they are. So... 
Um, and specifically, faith, spirituality, and paranormal is what I'm all about here on the channel. Karen, how are you, my friend? God bless you. Um, you guys go check out. Um, in fact, I've got a collaboration coming up. Um, I'll be sharing it soon. I don't want to say too much about it till they release it. But I was a guest on an incredible podcast. I'm so excited for that. Also, have a lot of collabs coming up even this week. I'm going to be collaborating with Daniel Tyak, Bob Peck, um, some people here locally in Amarillo doing an outreach podcast. Lots of really cool stuff. So, guys, there's no big, no, there's no podcast too big or too small for me to go on. If it's committed and it's good, I'm there, you guys. Uh, so don't hesitate to reach out if you want to collaborate. You got a podcast. Whether you have uh, a thousand subscribers, a hundred thousand, a million, I don't care. Um, as long as you're committed, you have a quality podcast and you are really serving your community and your niche, then absolutely I want to support what you're doing. I would love to be a guest on it, share my experiences and testimony. We don't have to see eye to eye on everything, by the way. Uh, some of you that have reached out to me to podcast with you, I am getting back to you this week, I promise. Um, I've been a bit behind because we've been relaunching the new website, uh, but that is done. We are done with that, and um, you guys can go check it out now. Everything is under one umbrella over there. We've got all the products, all the digital products over there on one website, so no more jumping around or forwarding anything, um, so I'm excited about that. So um, this story, again, this weird paranormal story goes back in antiquity, um, really back through time and space even to kind of the, what we would consider the, the founding of a lot of our belief systems. And, um, it's about a farmer, an old farmer. And again, if you heard this the other day, spoiler, don't, don't spoil it for anyone in the comments. Uh, just, just hang tight. I'm going to tell it better this time because I, I have a much better version of it here. Um, and so it's an old farmer. He had a farm and he needed a son and he went out into the field one night and he is uh, praying to whatever deity will listen to him, whatever uh, God or goddess, whatever will hear him. And this alien entity comes to him and says, I will give you a son. And he says, okay, well, I have no one to run the farm. I am very, very old, you know, I'm not even like, shouldn't even be able to have kids anymore. But if you'll do this for me, I'll do whatever you want. And uh, he's like, okay, okay, cool. Um, so this entity says, well, I want you to take a bunch of your animals on this farm and I want you to unalive them and give them to me. And of course the farmer's like, well, that that's really weird, why would, I do that like and he's like you know this this will be a huge miracle for you so um, if you do what I ask you you know I'm gonna make you um, a great great man and father many 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 children um, and he's like okay weird um, but he decides after thinking about it for a while um, he goes back out into the field and gathers up some of his beloved animals um, and then he unalives them and um, has to do a very specific ritual around them. A ritual that he probably questioned because it was very much what we would consider blood magic, what we would consider um, even kind of a dark magic, um, where you're taking a life in exchange for another life or some sort of blessing within this, this realm. And so it's something that, you know, I think a lot of faith traditions talk about a lot of like how I grew up was, you know, obviously don't engage in this type of thing. It's, 
it's uh, it's evil, it's demonic, that kind of thing. And I think the average person looking at it would be like, yeah, that's really, that's some strong tea there, right? Like that's some hard stuff to get around. And so um, he goes ahead and, and, you know, he does it and it's multiple animals. I mean, it's like he's got cows and chickens and goats and uh, sheep and uh, doves and all kinds of stuff from his farm there. And he has to cut them in half and lay them on either side of this uh, area that he's doing this kind of ritual um, with this God. And uh, as I knock my microphone's uh, uh, cord out there, hopefully that'll stay in. Um, so unfortunately he has to do this and he does it. And um, then he immediately, the sun goes down and he's looking out over this area where he did this ritual and his, you know, his eyes roll back in his head and he just falls into a trance and he's absolutely terrified. Like he's totally tripping out. Like he's freaking out. Uh, like, what have I done? What is going on? And it just says that he went into this deep darkness. He went into this like pit of, of despair and he, he didn't know what to do or what to think. Um, and he hears this voice from this, this alien entity um, and he sees this orb or some of the versions of the story say two orbs. Um, you know, I don't know how you want to view it, but um, an orb or multiple orbs. Uh, one of them looked like uh, a blazing candle. The other one looked like um, a campfire that had been put out. Uh, so one of them's like spewing mist, one of them's spewing fire, and they're orbs going through the middle of this ritualistic site that he performed. Um, and they float through the pieces. And after they float through the pieces, he wakes up, this ritual site has, is gone and cleaned up. Um, and then he speaks with this alien entity another night. Um, in the future, after waiting, he got impatient, no sun. He decides to go and actually um, to his neighbor um, and um, is able to father a child with his neighbor. And um, that didn't go over well with his wife and all of that. So um, he goes out and he asks for the that deity or that alien to come back to him. And uh, eventually sometime later he does and says, you know, you will, you will father a child. Um, and sure enough, he does. And he's very, very old at this point. Um, and then that child fathers many, many other children and literally births um, a whole a whole group of people, a whole uh, lineage, a whole nation, if you will. Um, and so this story, as, as weird as it is, I wanted to challenge everyone with it today and present it in kind of that package like that because this is one of the oldest stories that we have and it's actually in the Holy Bible and it is from Genesis 15 verse 12 through 21 and I'm going to actually read the actual version of it here but I thought by sharing that first off mind-blowing I don't think I've ever heard a pastor or anyone put this story in the paranormal sense that it obviously is. Uh, with that said, much love and respect to everyone, every walk of faith, every tradition. Um, I'm not against any of that. I'm not against your tradition. I celebrate it. I love it. Um, what I am merely doing is just the, you know, someone who's uh, looking at this kind of from the sidelines, like here is the story. 
I get a very paranormal read on it. And I wanted to share what does that really look like for all of us here if you were to just read this story for the first time. So rather than a farmer, this was actually Abram, who becomes Abraham, and his wife was Sarah, who becomes Sarah. Um, and they father and mother um, the rest of the lineage that will take us on into the New Testament, right? Um, and so it's a very interesting story. If you look at it from the point of view of um, it's God that does this, that's one thing. If you look at it from the point of view, there's a lot of different camps and schools of thought around that. Uh, the school of thought that I follow is that Jesus was talking about a different father, a spiritual entity rather than an alien entity. Um, and the Old Testament is full of a lot of different alien entities that are all kind of labeled as this most high God. Uh, when in fact they are more like terraforming and genetically modifying and kind of culling our civilizations to be what they wanted it to be. And then you have people like Jesus, light workers, light bearers come and bring this new knowledge um, to remind people that the source of God, the spirit entity is already within them and they don't have to look outside themselves to anything to find that. So again, that's that's kind of the school of thought that I approach it from. Um, Corinna is so awesome. What is, uh, what's up, Corinna Podic? Uh, how are you, my friend? Uh, cannot wait for our episode to come out. I was just talking about that. I didn't want to say too much about it, but since you are on here, uh, you guys go check out Corinna's channel, um, Quest for Truth. I'm so excited for it to be out, and I'm a big, big fan of what they're doing now. Um, I wish I had been a fan for a long time, but that's what I love about doing this. I get to meet so many different people. They are well-established guys. You probably already know them and follow them. Um, so I was just really blessed and humbled to be able to go on their show and get to have a beautiful conversation with them, share a lot of what I get to do here um, and a lot of my experiences. And Corinna's story is absolutely amazing. Go, go, There's an episode where she goes into her whole testimony. And guys, you talk about somebody who has been through it. I won't speak for her. Let her words speak for themselves. But go check out her videos. Go check out uh, Quest for Truth with Corinna Paduck. Um, I hope I'm saying that correct. I never even asked uh, how to say that. Again, from West Texas, so please forgive me on that. Uh, but hopefully I'm uh, saying that correctly. So D, what is up? How are you doing? Uh, D says, I just watched the Bible series on the History Channel over Easter. And I watched the whole series in a different lens. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely, D. Um, you know, I'm watching who wrote the New Testament right now. And uh, can't say I agree with all the data that's on there, but it's very interesting. Um, a lot of the things that we have within the New Testament, and I'm, I'm going to get into that. A lot of people have asked about that. We're going to be reading the Sinai Bible, um, a bunch of different things that give kind of a different lens and a different look at our faith traditions and what they might actually be. Um, and so that's what I love doing here, guys. If you're afraid to ask questions, this is the wrong channel. If you like asking questions and you're not afraid of uh, being thrown in HE double toothpick or something, then this is the channel for you. Because I believe you're loved. I believe you're enough. I believe you are a spiritual entity of the Most High. And I believe that you are loved, forgiven enough, and that you are literally the child of God, uh, the child of the Supreme Being, as we say here. So... I'm going to read this story to you, uh, just to give it to you hot off the press, right out of the scripture, right out of the Holy Bible. 
And in Genesis chapter 15, verse 12, it says, When the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell on Abram. Now terror and great darkness fell on him. He said to Abram, or God said to Abram, uh, Know for sure that your offspring will live as foreigners in the land that is not theirs and will serve them. They will afflict them 400 years. I will also judge that nation whom they will serve. Afterward, they will come out with great wealth. But you will go to your fathers in peace. You will be buried in a good old age. In the fourth generation, they will come here again for the iniquity of uh, the Amorite um, is not yet full. Now, I don't know what that means. I'm not a theologian here. There's people that can explain all of these connections. I'm merely looking at everything from a paranormal point of view. How weird is this story is how I'm looking at it. So you can, uh, there's people that are much more educated than I am within the theological bent. I know enough theology to know it's not for me personally. So that's, that's where I got with it. I uh, went to a lot of different classes and trainings and mentorships to become a pastor multiple times with multiple different denominations. And ultimately for me, it was not the right path. Uh, because I couldn't ask these big, big questions that we have here. Um, so you guys can study that. And I'm sure there's some great theological commentary on what all of this means. But uh, it came to pass that when the sun went down. Again, here we are into the paranormal part. This is the stuff I love, guys. When the sun went down, it was dark. Behold, a smoking furnace and a flaming torch passed between these pieces. In that day, Yahweh made a covenant with Abraham, with Abram, saying, I have given this land to your offspring from the river of Egypt uh, to the great river, the river Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, the Kenizzites, the Kadamites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, and Rephaim, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Girgashites, and the Jebusites. Um, so again, I don't know what any of that means. I'm sure there's people that can track those lineages. I'm not much into that. Again, I think we all have Ascension Protocol within us, no matter what race, religion, orientation, karmic imprint, whatever it is, we can all overcome anything, uh, good, bad, ugly, by following that Ascension Protocol that people like Jesus laid out, people like Buddha laid out, Krishna, um, for me, that's the way, that ascension protocol of love, service, and light for others. Um, I'm not trying to be good enough because I'm already good enough. Um, we've all been things, done things, said things, acted like whatever that disqualifies us from heaven. But for me, the one thing is just to come into agreement with the fact that we're loved, we're forgiven, we're enough, and that Christ is within us. Uh, not in a religious tone whatsoever, but in an ascension protocol mindset of the Christ is within us. The Christ. Remember, Jesus wasn't Jesus Christ. It wasn't his last name. It wasn't Jesus, you know, whatever Christ that his mom would call out. No, 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 no. It was Jesus the Christ, just like the Buddha. It was a title. And we have to remember that. But that title can be bestowed on each and every one of us, the Christ. I fully believe that, guys, or I wouldn't be here. I would have... You know, my flame would have gone out long ago. You guys that know my story, uh, you know, I'll share more of it later on. But um, I've shared it before. I'll share it again. Um, but again, I wouldn't be here 
if it weren't for that ascension protocol, that Christ energy within me, the ability to ascend out of darkness no matter what, the ability to love yourself again, the ability to forgive yourself and others, okay? I think a lot of us will like, we'll forgive ourselves, but then we can't forgive the other people. If we really deeply understand that we are all one, that's a much different level to be at, guys. So with that said, why is this so weird? Why is it so paranormal? Why do we have a Bible that's filled with spinning discs, wheels inside a wheel, orbs, flaming thrones, chariots of fire, ascension, literal ascension being taken up into the clouds, a cosmic space cube coming down over the Holy Land and hovering there with the 12 gates. Guys, come on. This stuff is, it's weird. Okay, it's sci-fi. It is like comic book level. And that's what I love about it, right? I don't keep going back to the Bible because I'm some Bible thumper because I'm on some religious bent and I'm trying to trick you into reading the Bible. I'm here because it's weird. And I'm one of the few people that will go, guys, look at it. Come on. These are like spirit orbs. These are extraterrestrial orbs. This is literally the thing floating through this sacrifice that Abraham performed. He did literal blood magic. Guys, come on. If you study the ancient mystic arts, like magic arts, sorcery stuff, I'm not talking about sourcing source within you. I'm talking about the darker, what we would call left-handed magic or black magic, a life for a life. An eye for an eye, these type things. Um, that's what I'm talking about here. And it's creepy, dark stuff, in my humble opinion. Now, there's plenty of people that hold this as one of the truest, highest stories of the patriarchs of the faith. And it's a beautiful representation of when the people got started, right? And when the faith got started. And that's fine if that's how you read it. I have no issue with that. But for me, I read it and go, that's weird. That's dark. Something that like, what is happening there? Because I'm telling you, if someone I knew today did the same thing, I would be like, dude, you are messing in a place you should not be messing. Don't be talking to entities like that. Don't be sacrificing stuff. Don't be getting blessings by doing stuff like that. Because you're not going to like the outcome. Because you might be inviting stuff in that you don't want in your life. Amanda says its relevancy stands the test of time. Absolutely. It's a very powerful story. Very powerful story. And we know it goes on to lead to all kinds of other stories. But again, I'm looking at the origin here of, and we've talked about the Enuma Elish and the extraterrestrial gods in the Garden of Eden that are talked about in other texts besides Genesis. Texts that were written pre-Genesis. Jason says, bro, I'm with you. Thank you, brother. Uh, Angel says, uh, love that about it too. All the things we've enjoyed from fantasy was inspired from uh, realities. Yeah, absolutely. So, this is weird stuff, guys. And I'm telling you, if, if I knew anybody that was, you know, doing this kind of thing, I would be completely freaked out. Probably wouldn't even want to be around him anymore. Like, I mean, that, this is some scary stuff, right? Uh, and I'm not saying that out of fear. I'm just like, that. it doesn't sit well. Like, um, I don't, I like life, you know, I like animals and I certainly, 
Um, it's one thing to go to the supermarket and get lunch meat. It's another to have to unalive it yourself. If I had to do that, I would probably be a whole lot more vegetarian, uh, though I eat quite a few veggies as it is. Uh, one of these days, maybe I'll be pescatarian or vegetarian. Um, but for now, you know, um, we've talked about diet and wellness and stuff before, and I'm no expert in that. But for me, you know, um, I love animals and I just, uh, this, this is, uh, not just a, oh, it makes me sad because of the cute animals. It's just like, I like, like a yogi sit in a place where I see animals as sacred, like beautiful, loving entities that have God within them because God is within me. And that's just how I, that's how I do it. So Karen says, just check your website. It looks groovy t-shirts too. Thank you so much. Thank you, Karen. Yeah, I finally got that switched over. Thank God it took me weeks to get it all moved over, but um, really, really liking the new system. Everything's all in one now. Um, and so with that, guys, if you love this, um, I do have a brand new option for you to help support what I'm doing, and it is our premium podcast membership. It's over on the website, cubcooker.com. There's no commercials. You're going to get the high-quality audio that's coming right out of this microphone here. All these other iPads and stuff, if you're watching on another platform and I'm bumping the table, that's just uh, the iPad audio or the iPhone audio. So uh, while it's not bad, you get like the really high-quality hi-fi audio um, over there with no commercials and extended episodes on select episodes. In fact, right after this, I'm about to cut off on the public channel and then continue for the uh, patrons over there of the podcast. So if you guys are interested in that, you can go over there and listen to the audio version and get a little more value out of a bunch of the different episodes as well as bonuses, all kinds of cool stuff over there. And you'll get the first upload on the audio. It normally takes 24 hours for the podcast to go out to all the other channels. But right here, I'm gonna go over and upload it right now. So you see it on the live, you'll even get the bonus over there, the extended version. If you want to go check it out, it's only nine bucks a month and it totally helps what we're doing here. So it's one of the base entry ways that you can jump into what we're doing. Go ahead and become a podcast patron over there. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, I highly encourage you to go read this story. I'm going to talk a little bit more about it. Talk about how I activate on it over in the bonus section for the podcast patrons. But for the public right here, um, I highly encourage go watch it, guys. Please go um, or go read this story, excuse me, go read this um, and look at it with fresh eyes. Even if you've heard the story a million times, read it, imagine it, and think about it for yourself. What's really happening here? What's really going on? How do we really get the start to all of this? Because it might just shock you. But once it shocks you, you might kind of go, wow, hmm. And once you go, wow, hmm, you might go, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm open. I'm open to more ideas than I thought I was. I guess we'll see. And if you can take that feeling and move into a place of like, I, I gotta know. I gotta keep I gotta keep looking at this. This is really important for me to understand. You can move into that place with an authentic mentality, open heart, open mind. You can find the answers that you're looking for. I truly believe that. I know I am. And I'm here to share that and I'll share some more of my opinions over on the bonus podcast uh, for the patron members. So you guys go check that out. I'd love to see you over there. Um, I love that we can do that now with the new website. It's a great way and it helps me 
kind of offset uh, the way these platforms are throwing ads on everything, which we don't get paid a whole lot for, but they keep putting ads on everything. Uh, and as a full-time creator, the more private support that I get here, the more uh, we get people enrolled in our programs here, the better we can do, the better content we can make. And maybe one of these days, ultimately, we can just shut off monetization altogether on the other platforms, uh, the more support we get. So um, I appreciate it now. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. Hit me up at Cub Cooker on all platforms. Uh, you can also find all my official socials at www.cubcooker.com right at the top there, as well as all the programs. So I love you guys. By the way, if you want a t-shirt, go grab them now. I am discontinuing the shirts that are on there at the 1st of May, and we have a whole new set of them coming out. So if you guys really like those shirts, go check it out. Uh, thank you guys. I love you. I will see you tomorrow, 11 a.m. and 3 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Stick around if you are a bonus member of the podcast, a supporter, where we will get much deeper into this.